0: Support for this broadcast of Two Rivers 30 Minutes comes in part from a grant from Strifler's Family Funeral Homes. And we also take your questions and comments on Facebook and Twitter at Tube City Online. One of the things that the Pittsburgh area is blessed with, and it's something that often comes up when people are discussing the Pittsburgh area, is the number of nonprofit organizations that a lot of times operate just slightly underneath the radar. They're out there doing good things, but you don't hear about them. It's, 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 they're, they're, they're nearby and they're close by, but they don't make a lot of waves. They don't get a lot of flashy publicity because they're just out there doing their jobs. One of those organizations that has just been out there doing its job for nearly 40 years now is the Human Services Center Corporation uh, over there in Turtle Creek, but they actually serve a pretty broad swath of the east suburbs in the Mon Valley area founded in 1982 Stephanie Eason is the give me your title again it's it's community outreach and what now
1: It's operations and community programs manager
0: Operations and Community Programs Manager uh, Stephanie Eason at the Human Services Center Corporation Good morning Stephanie mm-hmm.
1: Good morning,
0: Jason. How are you? I'm okay. So you're going to have to tell us a little bit about what the Human Services Center Corporation does because people probably have interacted with one of the different programs that they coordinate. They may have even been to the physical location there in Turtle Creek, but they may not know a whole lot about what it does. Tell us a little bit about the Human Services Center Corp.
1: Absolutely. So as you said, Jason, Uh, We have been around for nearly 40 years. Uh, The HFCC itself started as an initiative of the Allegheny County Commissioners. Um, Of course, with the collapse of the steel industry in the 70s and the 80s, there was a spike in need in many Mon Valley communities. Mm -hmm. So the HFCC is really a response to that and to address gaps in services. So we are physically located in the former elementary school in Turtle Creek and it was converted to commercial space. So other nonprofit agencies rent space from us. So think of it as a human services mall. I've so heard that. Yeah, and
0: yeah, I've the heard library, that this
1: There's a senior center. It's a one-stop shop.
0: So your the the physical location is is kind of right off the the uh, Monrovia Boulevard uh, Triborough Expressway. There, it's like you can kind of see it actually. I think from the Triborough Expressway, and you kind of make the right turn if you're going from. Braddock, East Pittsburgh, out towards Monroeville. Mm-hmm. It's kind of right there. It's not too far right. from St. Saint, Saint Coleman's Church, I think.
1: Correct.
0: Okay. How many agencies are in that uh, building, know. that Human Services Mall?
1: So right now we have 10 agencies running space from us. We're fully occupied.
0: And and, and what are the, you, you mentioned some of them already. You mentioned that the public library is in there?
1: Yes. Yeah, so we actually have a branch of the Braddock Carnegie Library Okay. Um, in our space. Eastern Area Adult Services, their Turtle Creek Center, uh, Literacy Pittsburgh, uh, Learn and Play Development Center is a, a daycare that serves infants through 12-year-olds. We have uh, TCB Community Services. They provide outpatient mental health counseling, uh, Adagio Health as well. They have a medical office in our building as well as uh, their nutrition services. Office uh, Healthy Start Our location serves as a satellite for them for their community education work. There's a WIC office as well and the Early Learning Resource Center. And last but not least, our largest tenant is the Allegheny Intermediate Unit Community School East, which is an alternative education program for. Uh, junior high and
0: high school students. We're uh, we're talking with Stephanie Eason from the Human Services Center Corporation. Uh, Stephanie, is there a website for, as you described it, this Human Services Mall?
1: Yes. You can find out all about our building as well as our other programming um, at hscc-mvpc.org.
0: Uh, we're talking with Stephanie Eason from uh, the Human Services Center Corporation in Turtle Creek, but which actually serves a, a pretty wide section of Allegheny County, um, including the uh, east suburbs out to Monroeville and down into uh, the Mon Valley, McKeesport, and Duquesne area. Well, it, if you're operating a human services center mall, we know that with COVID-19, that malls in general uh, have been having a, a hard time continuing to operate, and COVID-19, the pandemic, must have must have been presenting some challenges to you then as well.
1: Absolutely, uh, I remember it very clearly. March 16th was the last day we were all in the office together, um, and so with our our building, the human services mall I was just speaking about, we have remained open the entire time, and we've taken the lead from our tenant agencies um, around our scheduling and hours because some of them, you know, have been considered. Uh, critical services throughout the entire pandemic. So, for example, the WIC office and the Senior Center they do Meals on Meals but in our location, um, they've been over the entire time. And now what we're seeing is some of the agencies have started to come back and offer in-person uh, services by appointment only, um, but still half of them are, are working remotely, but still providing
0: services. What sort of adaptations then? You mentioned one is that you know where this used to be a walk-in or drop-in for a lot of these services, Mm -hmm. now they require appointment. What other sorts of uh, adaptations or accommodations have you had to make to, to keep both the people who get the services safe as well as the people who provide the services?
1: That is an excellent question, and we're very fortunate in that we were incredibly proactive about safety the entire time. So early on, I would say, even beginning of April, uh, what we started to do is restrict access in the sense of people could only enter through the front. That way, we could ensure that they were wearing masks and a, a CDC compliant mask, um, and ensure that they were there for a specific purpose. Um, in addition to that, um, since at that point, we've also kept the main door locked and have people call or. Um, not to gain access to the building. And that, for us, has really helped control um, the safety and overall health and well-being of the people we're serving and
0: our own staff, too. We're talking this morning with Stephanie Eason. She is Operations and Community Programs Manager at the Human Services Center Corporation. We're talking about their... Human Services Mall, as, as Stephanie puts it, and I know that's something that the Human Services Center Corporation has been proud to, to offer for almost four decades now there in Turtle Creek. But we're also going to be talking about the Mon Valley Providers Council, which is another project of Human Services Center Corporation. The, uh, has this pandemic how, – how do I, how do I pay, put this? Because I've, I've talked to a couple of agencies. Like We had veterans helping veterans on the show a couple of weeks ago, and they were talking about how – you know, they, they offer a drop-in service for veterans, but it's, it's you know, they, they know that people have been discouraged, frankly, from dropping in because they want to stay safe, they want to stay socially distanced. Mm-hmm. Ha- have you noticed any drop-off in activity, or is it gradually starting to come back?
1: So that that is a great question. Uh, I, I wouldn't say it has dropped off. I think what we've seen is we've pivoted, okay. and yeah. people have adapted to more of the virtual over-the-phone opportunity. So with the uh, Mon Valley Providers Council specifically, so as you had mentioned, that's a program um, of the Human Services Center. So our staff actually staff that. Mm -hmm. And what they have shifted to is they'll do um, council-wide Zoom calls Mm -hmm. every month, and then the working groups, the individual working groups, have their own meetings as well and they're really starting to adapt their own programming Mm -hmm. so coming up later in august on the 27th they are hosting a what is a virtual job fair session because what we're seeing is you know i don't think we'll be going back to in-person interviewing and job searching anytime soon and so having recognized that need to pivot um the working groups are really shifting um, to, to offer programming to accommodate what we're seeing in broader society.
0: D- d- is, is it hampered at all by the fact that a lot of the folks in your service area and in the, the service area of, of the radio stations that we reach are older or in many cases are poorer in in some cases don't have great internet access a lot of folks that i've talked to you know they depend on the live going to the library for instance for their internet access y- you mentioned the pivot I-, I assume some of this is pivoting to over the phone uh, offering of services as well then
1: yes yeah, you're absolutely correct so one of the gaps i will say uh we did see was towards the end of our tax season so as many people know The tax season uh, seemed to be never ending this year, and Mm -hmm. people could file up until July 15th. And so there were a sizable group um, of of people who come to our site usually and and bank on us providing that in-person service that we were trying to accommodate and adapt as much as we could, but at the end of the day because of you no know, internet access being a barrier and technology being a barrier in general, um, that was really hard for us to navigate some of those situations.
0: We're talking with Stephanie Eason, she's Operations and Community Programs Manager at the Human Services Center Corp in uh, Turtle Creek, hscc mvpc.org, or if you just Google. Uh, Human Services Center Corporation, you're going to come up with their website. We have to take a 30-second break. When we come back, I want to learn more about this job fair uh, that's going to be coming up on August uh, 27th and and how that works and and who you anticipate may be participating. I also want to talk about the HIV-AIDS Walk, which I believe has been run by uh, Human Services Center Corporation for uh, many years now. Okay? Okay. Sounds great. We'll be right back. 4- one two six seven eight six one nine one. You've got a virtual job fair. I want to talk about that. That's coming up uh, at the end of August. Um, you have the HIV/AIDS walk. What are some other virtual programs that Human Services Center Corporation is operating right now? Yeah,
1: that is a, that is a great question, Jason. Thanks so much uh, for asking. So. What's happening right now is our cool summer program. That's for children entering first through fifth grade. Um, And we just received word and support from the Allegheny Intermediate Unit to extend that virtual summer program um, from August 10th through the 21st. So if families are still looking for um, additional programming for their kids, it's towards the end of summer. Please know that that program is still open, and it's open to uh, kids throughout Allegheny County. They don't have to be oh. uh, in a Mon Valley community.
0: Okay. So, and, and is that online over the phone? Is it uh, packets of information? How how are they receiving the programming?
1: So we are using the Google Classroom platform uh-huh. uh, to deliver all of the programming.
0: A lot of school districts are also you-
1: provided with supplies up front. Um, to be able to participate in the activities throughout the the program.
0: Do they get a Chromebook, or, or how does that work?
1: No, we do not provide the, okay. the technology. Okay. Directly, we're providing like the physical supplies. Okay. <laughs> to but, do like some of the science experiments and crafts and and whatnot. I
0: I ask because a lot of the school districts are going to Google Classrooms uh, at least to to open up in the fall, and so Google Classrooms is something that a lot of students and parents are already going to be familiar with. I mean, they're already going to know how to use that because they were using it in March and April when the school's closed for in-person instruction, and and they'll be using it again. Um, We're talking with Stephanie Eason from the Human Services Center Corporation. So when you said this this summer uh, enrichment program then is going to be open to anyone in Allegheny County, any uh, student in Allegheny County, what is, what is the age range again?
1: Uh, they have, the child has to be entering first through fifth grade.
0: Okay, first through fifth grade in the fall. And what sorts of activities it's, will they engage in?
1: It has been so exciting to see all the different uh, ways we can deliver programming through, through Google Classroom. So kids are doing science experiments, they're working on math, they're reading, we have a social justice component to the curriculum as well as financial literacy. So kids are learning about money even throughout the day. Um, And so it's been really exciting just to offer that wide variety of programming. I'd say even more, more diverse than what we're typically
0: offering. So rather than sitting around, you know, I, I've got a lot of friends who have young children and they're like, you know, I'm worried that they're starting to vegetate like they're, you know, sitting around uh, playing games or whatever. They can actually get in something that engages their brain cells. Uh, when is the deadline for, for people to sign up for this? So
1: they can continue to sign up. It's, it's rolling right okay. now. So, uh, again, the, it's been extended August 10th through the 21st. So okay. people can go to our Facebook page right now. We posted it yesterday. Uh, there's a form that they can sign up to register their their children.
0: Okay, so August 10th through the 21st, you said, and it's yeah. a it's a virtual online summer camp essentially uh, for mm-hmm. s- for students who are entering first through fifth grade. Uh, go to Human Services Center Corporation on Facebook, or you can go to the website. Give us that website address again.
1: That is is hyphen MVPC dot org.
0: Uh, we're talking with Stephanie Eason uh, from the Human Services Center Corporation. It's we're, we're all living our lives through these little windows in our Zoom or our Google Classrooms or our Microsoft Teams or whatever your favorite platform is these days. Uh, so, so that's not unusual. Tell us about the virtual job fair that you're going to do on, on August 27th. Who, who all are you anticipating may be participating? So
1: this- really a session for job seekers to understand what a virtual job fair even is. Okay. So it's, it's not a job fair itself, but it's really sharing information on, okay, how how do you dress appropriately, uh, learning how to navigate the Zoom sure. platform, what your background should look like, um, how you overall, like what it would look like and how you would participate in one, and tips and tricks to be successful. Um while attending a virtual job
0: fair. That's interesting. You, you bring that up because there's been articles written in uh, different publications about sort of faux pas, for participating in one of these online things, whether it's Zoom or, or t- anything that involves video and audio. people um, I, I saw one horror story about some people who have gone to the bathroom while they've been on one of these Zoom calls. Uh, horror stories about people taking pers- very personal phone calls from doctors and so yeah. forth and not m- turning off their microphone while they're on Zoom or people eating you know, loudly while they're on a conference call and um, 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 snapping, smacking their lips and whatever, engrossing and everybody else out. I, I'm assuming these are just some of the topics that you're going to cover in terms of etiquette, right?
1: Absolutely. And and as we were talking before, you know, this is this is you know, as we say, the new normal, and you know, it's a learning curve for a lot of a lot of us. And so, any information we can provide to be helpful uh, to people as
0: they're navigating job searches is what, what is the, really uh, good. What is the age range that um, could participate in this session on August 27th? I'm assuming anyone from, you know, 18 on up who might be looking for a job That's sooner. Correct. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And, and and is there a cost for that?
1: No, it is completely free.
0: And, and how long is, is the session then on the 27th? Yeah,
1: it's one hour. So it's, Thursday to August 27th from
0: 11 a.m. to 12 p.m. Okay. And and part of this will be just getting people comfortable with using the technology. Correct. Who, who will lead the session?
1: So it will be, uh, his name is Ken McCoy from Equus Workforce Solutions will be
0: hosting the session. Okay. Same deal as the summer camp? How, how do people sign up? They go to Human Services Center Corporation on Facebook or
1: That's a great question. So they can go to our website and click on the link for NVPC and register there, or they can call 412-436-9537 and ask for Elizabeth.
0: Give the number one more time for people who maybe are, like, right now looking for a pencil or a pen.
1: Okay. 412-436-9537. And I will note, Jason, um, when people call that number, it's actually a Google Voice number, so they'll want to leave a message uh, with their name the nature of their call. And if they're calling for the virtual jobs there specifically, ask for Elizabeth okay. and she'll return
0: their call. And, and that's for anyone who that you if you are listening and, and you or someone you know, niece, nephew, brother, sister, uh, son, daughter is looking for a job and is having to go to job interviews online. Th- this is a session to learn how to use the technology and do's and don'ts basically. So um, that could be very valuable uh, for anyone right now who is, as Stephanie said, this is kind of the new normal right now as we interact uh, online during this pandemic. Uh, the time goes quickly. We have another 30-second break to take. When we come back, I want to talk a little bit about what the Mon Valley Providers Council is, which is a program of the Human Services Center Corporation. I also want to talk about the upcoming uh, HIV-AIDS walk, which has been uh, kind of a big event um, in, in McKeesport and in the Mon Valley area for, for several years now. But it is also also Going virtual, so we're going to find out about the mechanics of that, okay? Okay, sounds great. From the Tube City Center for Business and Innovation in downtown McKeesport, this is Two Rivers 30 Minutes. We'll be back in 30 seconds to wrap things up. You're listening to Two Rivers 30 Minutes, a production of Tube City Community Media Incorporated. If you've got an idea for someone who you'd like us to interview, or a question or comment, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Tube City Online. I want to get into the HIV-AIDS walk, which is going virtual this year. I also want to talk about the Mon Valley Providers Council. But you were saying off the air something about a, a program for high schoolers, and you used the letters ELT. What does ELT stand for?
1: ELT is our Emerging Leaders Program. Okay. And that is for high school seniors. Uh, in the, in, and we do that program in five school districts. So McKeesport is one of them, uh, West Mifflin, Woodland Hills, East Allegheny, and Penn Hills, and so each year we serve 155 students through that program, and it's really a workforce development uh, type program where we work with students one-on-one to help them develop um, a plan for after high school. So whether that is, you know, a school or training, military or job. Uh, it's really that intense one-on-one uh, work with
0: students. Is, is that grades 9 through 12, or is it mostly the upper-level grades?
1: It is solely for, for seniors Okay, okay. in and, each of those high schools.
0: Uh, so McKeesport, Woodland Hills, Penn Hills, East Allegheny, and West Mifflin, is that correct?
1: West Mifflin. And so right now... We students already enrolled for this year, um, and we, so we have 65 slots open, and we're looking for students especially in the West Mifflin
0: School District. Okay, so especially in West Mifflin School District, and, and, and what sorts of skills do, do the seniors in these five school districts learn through your Emerging Leaders Program?
1: So they'll learn everything from writing a resume to interview skills, how to dress for an interview, uh, how to apply for colleges, if if that's what they want to do, um, navigating the financial aid system, Um, and they go on college tours as well. Of course, that might look a little bit different (laughs) uh, this coming year, but our plan right now is to offer the first nine weeks virtually to all of the students um, in the program and then assess from there. Uh, whether we'll be doing any in-person work or not.
0: Is, is this something that takes place um, during the school day, or is it after school hours?
1: It is during the school day. So we are, are very uh, unique in that all of our, our, we call them YDAs, Youth Development Associates, that work in the schools, they are physically in the schools each and every day. And, and so... It's,
0: yeah. How, how do people in, how, or how do students in these five school districts, which again, let me make sure I have these right McKeesport, East Allegheny, Woodland Hills, Penn Hills, and West Mifflin, um, how do they connect with your program? Do they apply through their school or do they apply directly to the Human Services Center Corporation?
1: They can apply directly through the Human Services Center. So uh, if people are interested in want to learn more, or they're, you know, listening to this and say, yes, my, my child were. You know, family member definitely qualifies. They can go to our website. Okay. Um, again, that is org. Click on youth programs, and then they'll find the interest form for the Emerging Leaders Program.
0: Tell us what the Mon Valley Providers Council is, because we—that's well, right there in your uh, website address. But we haven't really talked about what they do.
1: Yeah. So that the MVPC for a world full of acronyms. I know. Um,
0: <laughs> ELP, HCCC. Yeah. Um, yeah, okay.
1: Dues paying agencies that are either based in the Mon Valley or have a substantial service presence in the Mon Valley. And the idea is that they're coming together to address gaps in services that they're seeing um, with, with the individuals they serve. And so, with that being so broad, we actually have four working groups to address specific areas. So one is the employment and training group, which they're the ones organizing the virtual um, session on how to attend a virtual job fair. Uh, we have the working group on youth. There's health as well as housing.
0: And and, and 70 groups altogether that you are helping coordinate and, and help them share information. How, how long has this program been around? That's a great question. <laughs> I can let it point yeah, out. Okay. I, I don't
1: know what the date is on that.
0: That's okay. I'll fix that. Um, 70 groups. I don't uh, think so. That's okay. 70 groups and agencies that you are helping to share information. And, and I think you mentioned earlier that this group has been meeting on Zoom virtually as well since March.
1: Yes, that's, that's correct. So each each month, there is a council-wide meeting, uh, and then the the four working groups that I mentioned uh, are also meeting on their own to develop future programming and projects.
0: In the few minutes we have left, to talk about the HIV-AIDS walk, because it's been a topic that has come up before uh, HIV and AIDS in the Mon Valley and East Hills areas. Uh, how, how long has that HIV-AIDS walk been happening in McKeesport?
1: So this is our 20th year. Which oh, super this exciting! Should,
0: this should have been the twentieth anniversary. Right. It should have been super exciting. Yeah, it's, this should have been a big, a big right. year. And it's going. And it's unfortunately, you're not going to get to see the people in person.
1: Right. So, uh, within the past couple of weeks, we made the decision to make our walk virtual this year, which you know is exciting and kind of nerve wracking at the same time. Again, back to being able to pivot quickly, but right. uh, still offer programming. So, our 20th Annual HIV and AIDS Awareness Walk is going to take place on Saturday, October 3rd at 9 a.m. And the way we're going to structure it is, you know, starting at 9 a.m., there will be an opening ceremony via Zoom. And then we're also going to offer um, different educational breakout rooms following that opening ceremony that people have the option to tune into. And then we will offer – budget enough time so people can actually go walk in their neighborhood.
0: So, so the goal is to, to, even though they won't be gathering in person, and what has happened the last few years, I think, is they've, they've gathered in person in downtown McKeesport, I think at Bethlehem Baptist Church, and then it yes. sort of winds its way up to McKeesport Hospital area. Um, the, the, the goal is to once again get them all together, but this time we'll be socially distanced, we won't be in person. Yes, okay.
1: absolutely. And so we're hoping with You know, the virtual format, we're able to reach an even broader group of people because, you know, HIV and AIDS awareness is is still a significant issue. And we want to to spread the word and resources to as many people as possible.
0: And and how does someone register for that? And that is Saturday, October 3rd, and it begins at 9 o'clock. How do they register?
1: So they can, again, go to our website. That is mv pc. Click on Community Outreach Program, and then they'll go to the HIV and AIDS Awareness section.
0: So, so despite the the COVID nineteen pandemic, it sounds like things have been pretty well buzzing at uh, Human Services Center Corporation. You you may not be seeing as many people's faces in person, but like everyone else, you're you're seeing their little face through the computer window these days. Multiple times a week. <laughs> Stephanie Eason is operations and community programs manager at the Human Services Center Corporation. You can find them online. You can just Google or or search for Human Services Center Corporation. Uh, you can also find them on Facebook uh, under Human Services Center Corporation. And you said the phone number these days is kind of virtual. It's a Google Voice number. Give us your phone number one more time. Yeah. So
1: the, the easiest way to reach us is four one two.
0: Stephanie, thank you so much for taking some time to talk with us this morning.
1: Well, thanks for having us, Jason. Really appreciate the opportunity.
0: And thank you all for listening this week to Two Rivers 30 Minutes, broadcasting from the Tube City Center for Business and Innovation in downtown McKeesport. So long for now.